What what would you say you do here? I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hi. Welcome to Cheeky Love Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Gio. Uh, for historical context, it is Sunday, November 7th, 2021. Welcome to Daylight Savings. That girl is always looking for help, people. Ugh, God. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm stoked. Like, with the, with the fall bit, you, like, get that hour back, so you feel like you've slept in when you wake up, but it's still kind of early. But why she always needed saving, though, daylight savings? Like, the fuck? Don't gender daylight savings. You know what? That's true. I yeah. shouldn't. You're I mean, right. And, they. and also they, I mean, I will, I will assign them a race. It's talking about savings. Daylight savings is Jewish. Okay. <laughs> um, shall we check in? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh, okay, I'll go first then. Recently, yesterday, day before, Friday, mm-hmm. we saw friends of the podcast, Adam and Greta. Yes. And baby Nina. Baby Nina. Adorable little thing. Yes. Absolutely adorable. So cute. Big. Super adorable, yeah. I didn't realize babies get, like, they grow, like, really quickly over, like, from birth to three months. They do. And they really get their features. Because I was always thinking, like, you know, when babies come out, they don't, you know, they don't look as hot. Yeah. You know, and then I figured they take a couple couple months to really kind of, like, you know, percolate and really, like, you know. Marinate. You know, well, not even marinate, kind of adjust to being on the outside. Right. And then they kind of get, like, their features and stuff. But no, like, yeah. Beautiful baby girl. Beautiful, gorgeous little girl. She has a cute little patch of hair missing. And it's just very cute. It's very cute. Because most babies always have like a little patch or a little cowlick or, mm-hmm. you know, something. So so much, much cheeky love to baby Nina. Yeah. Who will be on this podcast in the future. Totally. Like maybe, and, maybe in 10 years. You know, and shout out to Adam and Greta for, you know, they have a beautiful apartment. Really yeah. nice place. And it's really like, it feels really nice. Very and homey. Very homey. And they did a really, you guys did a really good job. And It was like, it was. You know, and shout out to, you know, Greta for, you know, mothering, you know, during a panty and, you know, not, you know, just pushing through, man. Going through it and getting through it. No, that's right. Um, so, uh, I was, I was thinking about something recently. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I just... I just got like kind of a new little office space and it's kind of, I kind of have it like I like it now and... Mm -hmm. And it's really nice, and and I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm I'm definitely not on autopilot at work, but I think I'm starting to like cruise a little bit better. Like things, mm-hmm. I think things are like settling down because it's like a month or two ago there was some stuff that was making me like really unhappy, and because like I could just go to a different job site, I was thinking about bailing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was. I was being a complainy complainer and, and, you know, I wasn't jazzed about some stuff and, and I kind of felt like just kind of quitting instead of doing something about the problem. And like, to be fair, like I, there wasn't a lot I could do, but mm-hmm. then um, my, my bosses did kind of kind of swoop in and help out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did get like some really good support and mentorship yeah. um, and, and they recently kind of kind of stopped by my job site to like check in and and I and I thanked them. I was like, "You know what? Thank you for encouraging me to stick it out and mm-hmm. not not letting me take the easy way out." Um and and you know, helping me have the attitude of kind of wanting to see it through. Mm-hmm. Uh and like I do you know, I and I think I think there's a lot of value there um in and when things like, you know, there's a difference, there's a difference between things being hard and then things just being like terrible and abusive mm-hmm. and unfair yeah. and like your rights are being violated. In that case, like get the fuck out. But yeah. then if, if, it's, if it's just hard and there's like stuff you didn't expect and you kind of feel like, well, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Like, um, you know, sometimes and I mean, I think this happens in a lot of jobs and a lot of industries you know, maybe a, a duty or or a responsibility that you didn't know about before kind of gets like dropped in your lap, mm-hmm. and you got to make that call of like, okay, do I suck it up or do I fuck off? Yeah. And um, I'm kind of glad I sucked it up because it didn't even like, you know, it, it, you know, one thing I I had to remember is like, 
very few things are forever. So, you know, yeah. if you are in a rough patch, um, it's not going to be the same mm -hmm. in, in a month or two months or three months or a year. It, it might still be difficult, but like things, things can evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I mean, and you do, and, and like, and it's, and it's hard in a lot of cases, it's hard asking for like what you want or, mm -hmm. or, or advocating for yourself, but not wanting to seem like you're just being a, you know, a complainy like millennial yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or selfish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, what one, one challenge got resolved but but then also another one will come right like yeah. it's always it's life yeah it's nothing's a straight line you know you know you, you take the good with the bad just like everyone always says you got peaks and valleys and mm -hmm. you know I, I it's like i kind of i guess i have a bit of that like perspective now kind of coming through mm -hmm. um to the other side where you know i wasn't it, it, I, I was getting, you know, we were, we were getting to the point of the team was getting stretched kind of thin mm -hmm. and, and I didn't think it was going to get better, but then I stuck it out and I stuck around and I did get some help and mentorship. And, and then we actually did get more help. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Um, and so, yeah, like it was, and, and it made me kind of think, you know, about patience, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes, what they say, patience is a virtue, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm glad I at least had enough patience to kind of stick it out. Because, like, I don't, I mean, am I a patient person? I think I mean, that's probably I think, not. I think that's also kind of subjective, too, is it not, to be patient? Because it depends on the situation, right? Like, it depends on how attached you are to that situation. Like, if you're always constantly impatient, that might be something to do with you personally feeling like you're always kind of rushed or subconsciously. Sometimes it's a situation that makes you feel impatient, you know, or yeah. scenarios. So I think it kind of depends. Yeah. I mean, I guess also though, like there, there was, I already knew there was a big benefit to like, not just quitting, mm -hmm. you know, like what, where, where I'm at, you know, just being a tiny little seed, barely sprouting mm -hmm. as a CSO in construction. The fact that I'm on a site long-term and I could potentially, you know, be at this job site, like start to finish, like that's incredibly valuable, you know, because if I, if I do that here, then one more time, you know, that's probably easily going to get into three plus years. Mm -hmm. And and if I've spent three plus years, you know, just like, you know, kind of managing the safety on on for real job sites and not just being kind of the temp who's just on one job site for three to four days yeah that's where that's that's like real beneficial experience where you know i would actually have that kind of perspective and yeah. some experience to draw on mm -hmm. you know not just being like a chair warmer while buddy boy you know has a long weekend yeah, yeah. um and so yeah and, and you know what, I mean, I think, you know, you can, you can also apply that to relationships, right? You know, some, you know, you got to stick it out through the good and the bad mm -hmm. and it has to, but it has to be worth it. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, I think, I think that's, that's it. Okay. But like also, holy shit. So like, yeah, I have been working. I've been working a lot. I've been working long days. I've been working plenty of Saturdays and just like, I, we, I know we used to say, and we still do say the weekend should be three days long just to get everything done. But now just having a two day weekend feels pretty fucking good. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, Oh my God, two days. Like, yeah. yeah I slept in hard. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get out of bed till almost 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was true. pretty fucking. You, you did You did a good 12 hour shift. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't even like I was asleep the whole time, but no. it's like, I'd get up, you know, go pee, kind of, you know, kind of lay around and just kind of just like lay down. Like I feel like it's laying down. It's just like, yeah it's very important to mm -hmm. get yourself off your feet you know let your blood circulate differently you know totes totes okay all right babes what about you um week one of transit it's been okay yes. it hasn't been terrible um the only thing that sucks is when it's wet and gross it's like you just feel like you're in a giant you know wet purse when you're on the transit because everything's just muggy and gross yeah. and it always smells like somebody has like a wet dog somewhere yes. it's a it's um, more humid it's just gross yeah um it's not great but you know it's i'm surviving i'm lucky that at least you know 
from here, from our apartment to my office is probably about 35 minutes, yeah. 40 minutes tops, yeah. just because I just take the train right to waterfront, then take the sea bus. So that's really nice. So I don't have to consistently have to, you know, transfer buses or trains or anything yeah. like that, which is nice. Um, I so mean, so we, far, so good. Do we have like a health update on Clio? Um, no, we don't. So I just have been doing some kind of research and just kind of seeing. I know the rap that I spoke with just said that it's going to take at least two to three weeks to even get somebody to even like look, look at, at her. Yeah. And I said, okay, you know, for, like, for the new listener, Cleo is a vehicle. Yes. Um, but I'm just like, okay, like if that means I'm going to be on transit for the next month, like that's fine. So be it. Like I'll live with that, you yeah. know, um, or even longer than that. That's totally fine. But I just want to be like, I just want an answer. Like, I just want to know, like, yeah. okay, like, is she gone or is is Probably she going to be revived? Because if they say she's gone, I'm going to be like, wow. R.I.P. Like, R.I.P. But also, too, it's like, okay, so what about all the stuff in my car? What's left? Oh, there's, like, a basket in there with, like. The laundry basket. Yeah, with, like, a bunch of, like, there's, like, blankets, extra shoes. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, they've thrown all that in a garbage bag. It's, like, it's like in a closet somewhere. Uh, You'll get it back. I mean, it's like when you leave prison and they give you, you know, your cigarette lighter and your, and your watch. Yeah, but, yeah, like, I was just, like, you know, like, transit's not that bad. Like, that's the thing is, like, I feel like I'm kind of in a place where, like, I've been on transit before and yeah. driven before. So doing either or is kind of like meh to me. It just depends on how it's like for me day to day getting to work. It's like my office is right very close to the sea bus. So like for yeah. me, it's very, very easy to transit. And after even just being stuck in traffic for a little bit in North Van, sometimes I, like that I think about it now, I'm just like, I would rather transit because I don't want to wait an hour to go over the bridge. Yeah. But you, you know, what's funny is like there's, this wouldn't happen often, but I bet every couple weeks we probably would be getting off work at the same time and and we could probably just carpool home. But the problem with you is that you are closer to the Second, Second Arrows. Arrows Bridge while I'm closer to Lionsgate. So you'd have to go the other direction and then... Or you could walk to me. Are you fucking dumb? I'm not doing that. No well, you know, get your steps in. No. You walk know? to you? By the time I... From my office to walk to your office? It's like 10 blocks. Are you kidding me? Okay, it would be like a half hour. That'd be like an hour. No one. I'm going right like... Jamaicans, fastest people in the world. Okay, get out of here. Anyways, but yeah, like I'm just like lucky because at least my office is so close to the sea bus. So it's not, you know, I don't mind it. Like I think the only thing I'm irritated about is like I'll make a coffee in the morning and then I'll like be like, okay, I'll take my coffee with me. And I'm like, no, I can't because I can't drink it on transit because I'm wearing this fucking mask. Yeah. So like I can't, like, it's just going to go cold. Right. So I don't make coffees to go anymore. I just make them in the morning. And then sometimes I'll make like if there's enough leftover black, I'll just put it in like a thermos and like bring it to work and then drink that or like reheat it at work essentially. Okay. But like, yeah, part of me is like, I don't know, maybe I should just bring my milk frother to work. Yeah, do it. You think so? Totally. I have a kettle at work now and it's a frigging game changer. I mean, like, is my office just like a 12 foot by 12 foot? wooden shack yeah. in like a noisy wet cold parkade yes but it is my noisy wet cold 12 by 12 shack there you go and like i got my i got my 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 weights in the corner i got my kettle i got my desk i got a little chair you know i get Next there thing the you're gonna have like a little coffee station with your kettle and your coffee and your teas and your snacks i don't know next thing you know fellas are gonna be like yo 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 yo, yo. i'm gonna drop a toonie in here and take a muffin and next thing you know you got yourself a little fucking underground parkade ca- yeah parkade cafe side hustle cafe yeah down in the parkade, parkade cafe. interesting yeah. very interesting but yeah, um, that was good. Um, so far, so good. I don't mind transit. I'm not bougie like that. I'm not just like, oh my god, I can't take transit because like I'm too good for transit. Like, if you got somewhere to be and that means you're making money, you're gonna fucking find a way. So that's just how it goes. Um, I signed us up for a couple's desire study. Right. And I was wondering. Yeah. No, we're. Um, I'm doing a phone interview with them on monday afternoon interesting and then they're gonna send us some stuff to fill out that will take a little while but we'll make four hundred dollars <laughs> are you shitting me yeah guaranteed yes okay this isn't like a bullshit like no I'm it's actually to... from like Dal- dalhousie 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 college yeah university it's like an actual study study how did you come across this instagram funny enough um i was one and of they're the pages... sending you money 
Yeah, so basically, like, they're going to interview and kind of basically get a feel for whether or not you're a candidate for it. Okay. And then if you become a candidate, then you do get paid. Okay, whatever lie we have to tell. I'm going to tell them no lies, but I think I think also, like, in my mind, when I saw it on hey, Instagram, you know I was help. like... It'll help that we're interracial, right? <laughs> That's, I, I know you already thinking about that. I know you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want they don't want these boring whites. <laughs> you know, they want they want the lesbians of yeah. interracial. Exactly. Tell them tell them I'm bi. No, that's all yo, I'm not telling them shit that's I'm not telling true. you I'm bi. Are you are you bi? Yeah. Actually? No. Are you sure? It's Positive. fine if you are. I mean, I think it's probably I think most of us are probably a little bit bi, to be honest. Um like not fully, like not like fully where it's like this is our like sexual orientation, but I think it's like there is that open window of like curiosity where it's like, hmm. I mean, I, 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 I at most have a mail slot, not an open window. Okay. 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 And you know what? See what I'm saying? Okay. Um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think that'll be fun if yeah. we actually do get selected and they're like, we're going to use you for a study. I do think that's interesting. Cause it's also like, I like studies. I like, like when people come out with information, like we did a study in whatever, and we found out this for certain couples or this or whatever, or, you know, things that, I think will be good information for our everyday lives. How much time is this going to take up? Because if like, you I know... think it takes a couple hours over the span of it because it's like, okay. you actually have to like go online and like do whatever. But it also too, it's like, we know we need, yeah, we need to like, we need to, we definitely, we need to max out our diversity. So like, I'll be, I'll be like a buy. Um, what's an extra thing? Um, Cause like, yeah, like that's not even, that's not even like cool anymore. I would say just be yourself. I think okay. that'd be more than enough. Great life advice. Yeah. You're more than enough. There you go. Just be yourself. There you go. Okay. There you go. Um, and then, yeah, I love, I love Italy. Um, I love Italian food. I love Italian people. Italian you men. love a half Italian I men. do. I do. Um, I love it all. I went for drinks last night with a girlfriend. Shout out to Iman. Um, we went to Farino. Farino? F-I-O. Farino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like I might be saying it improperly. Probably. Probably. Um, it's a new spot that just opened probably like not even a week ago um, in Chinatown. And it's right next to the London pub. So it's just Chinatown in Georgia. London Calling? Yes. I think it's London, London Calling. London Calling. Yeah. Excellent album. The Clash. Phenomenal. Oh, good stuff. Um, very cute little place. It kind of reminds me for Ask for Luigi. So, you know, the kind of funky tile photos on the wall that are kind of different, you know, um, rustic hipster, rustic hipster, you know, family photos from someone's grandma's kitchen or whatever the fuck. And, you know, very kind of like simple, not too like, it just kind of feels relaxed. It kind of felt, it was good. It was nice. They have a family style table. So there's one long table in the middle and basically they will seat. like, for example, if me and you were to go, they would just seat us across from each other, you know, next, to, next whoever. to whoever, you know? And I think that's also good to like optimize just like, instead of having small little tables, right. just have one Maximize large one. Space. Um, I, I mean, mean, you couldn't really do that in like hardcore pandemic And that's times. where I'm like, mm, I don't know if this is a great idea because also too, like I'm literally next to this stranger and like I turn and I touched her. So it's yeah. like, I mean, we were basically doing that before. Exactly. I mean, I got my kitty shots, but um, yeah. great food. The drinks were great. They had eight different types of Negronis. I recommend the um, Negroni Blanco. Blanco. Very good. Very good. Um, a little sweet, but very good. Um, really? Yeah. 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 Um, it was, yeah, it was good. Um, and then they also have a Hugo, which has elderberry, uh, liqueur. Yum, yum. Or sorry, elderflower. Elderflower. One or the other elders. One totally. of them. Um, but it was very good. All the food was really good and proportions were nice because it wasn't, they basically tell you like order a bunch of stuff and just share, but it's not like crazy oversized or crazy small. It's mm-hmm. like probably good enough, like mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really nice. That was really good a lot of i feel like a lot of places are opening up like that that like i feel like italian food is the next one to really like be like thrown out the window in terms of like places that have opened recently because I mean, at one point it was like fried chicken everywhere then we're I feel still like, there we're still there right. and then i feel like italians just coming out like the jump too because it's all about like rustic italian italian street food classic italian like you know kind of yeah. yeah different variations i mean Ita- italian food has been dominating just yeah. for decades of course you know it doesn't really go out of style yeah it's just yummy it just, it just also too it also gets um reinter like Re, Re- revamped, revamped, revised, evolved, yeah, you know, reimagined, reimagined, yeah. But it's just, I think, one thing I kind of thought about it last night. I was like, 
we need one good like i don't know maybe it's just me but i'm like we need one good like southern style restaurant i think for sure in vancouver and then i also feel like we like need, the south like, like, the, like south, the states like the south like yeah, yeah like full-on like so real, like soul food like soul food yeah okay. like a good soul food restaurant and then i think also like a really good and I hopefully they're probably coming soon, but like a really good like island Caribbean Jamaica. It could be Jamaican, it could be Trini, it could be West Indies. What West Indie, like I think that would be really good too, because that's something where I'm like actually um a friend of mine, Jermaine, he just he's in Calgary right now and he posted um Lloyd's patty shop. And I was like, Holy fuck. I remember as a kid when Lloyd had his shop on fucking Victoria and like I don't even know, like 30th or something like that and me and my brother and my dad would always go to Lloyd's and we'd always get patties and then when my dad moved to Calgary he would ship us boxes of Lloyd's patties and I haven't had them in years years so there was two places there was so Vancouver was, and Calgary no Vancouver originally then he closed that moved to Calgary no shit and I was like oh my god like I remember having boxes of patties in our deep freezer in our house and it was ridiculous because we would have a box of chicken and a box of beef. And fuck. And I just like just seeing him post at Lloyd's Patties, I was like, oh my God, I fucking and like even just like seeing the tags of like people just showing like, you know, the big like styrofoam to go plates of like the peas and rice, the oxtail, mm. the chicken, you get the little salad. And it's just like, oh man, like I don't know, like Jamaican food is one of those things where I'm like, I love it, but I'm also like, I'm so sick of it when I'm sick of it. Like, mm. I mean, to be, let me just make one thing clear. I will never be sick of peas and rice and gravy. You give me peas and rice and gravy and I will eat it. Okay. But um, patties, I don't think I'll ever get sick of. But I would like to try and honestly try and make my own patties. And I'd like to try and do it with the actual, like, proper curried filo yeah. where it's really flaky and actually, like, make them that way. Yeah. Hmm. One day. Sounds good to me. But that's it. All right then. You got right. you got an SOS for me? I don't. It's gonna be my um my topic or part of my discussion thing. Interesting. Yes. Understood. Do you have a slap? I do. Cool, what is it? So uh the other day mm. I'm going to Costco. Costco downtown. Cool. So you come out of the parkade, you walk up the stairs. Yeah. Uh if you don't take the ramp or the elevator. Yeah. I chose the stairs, get my steps in. Um, and there's like, you know, it's like a stairwell with a railing in the middle. Mm -hmm. And now with COVID, there's always just like a, it's, it's a, it's two a two-way deal, right? Yeah. So I'm going to the up arrow uh. bit. I'm walking up. I look to the left in the down arrow, uh. like, you know, stair part. Yeah. That's probably like wide enough for like maybe three people side by side going down. Okay. And there's two girls just sitting in the stairwell eating food in the middle of the stairwell that like they hundreds could... of people are meant to walk down. Why couldn't they go to the ramp next to it? Well, you wouldn't eat on the ramp either. Well, you, no, no. Like, like, you know, like when you go down the ramp, that, that Costco, like the there's entrance, kind of like, there's that, there's that like, like side bit. There's that kind of that side bit sure. where you can just sit on a ledge yeah, kind yeah, of thing. It, yeah. Fair enough. Um, and so, yeah, they were eating like the Costco pizza and ice cream, obviously like cheap, delicious food. Yeah. Everyone enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, and like, I'm going to say they were like 14. Okay. Uh, and I had an internal struggle of being like, why are you sitting on the stairs? Yeah, Get like, the fuck off do I want to be that guy? And you know, in my C in my CSO head, I was like, "This is blocking an access egress route." Okay. Yeah, like I mean, you know what? There's like an egress on them. Well, yes, indeed. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like you know, again, and and you know what? Maybe even like jumping to your topic, it is incredibly important to have open routes of access and egress. Right? People need to be able to move and flow. Like this is That's like this a is a hazard. Exactly. It absolutely Someone's is a hazard. Someone's going to come down those stairs and be holding a fucking case. Yeah. Holding a Maybe they don't know. Cardboard box and then not think the stairs are free. Or, and they'll just... Or, or uh, look, sometimes you need to evacuate a place, yeah. right? Like, and again, a lot of a lot of the safety stuff that that, that I think about and, mm. and that, like, you know, employers need to account for mm. is for 
one in a million instances, mm-hmm. right? And and we we live in in a society and a culture where we do take the effort to ensure against the one in a million things, right? That's why we wear seatbelts. That's why there's fucking fire extinguishers everywhere that will never ever get used. It's a just in case, yeah. right? And, and, you know, I think it's up to an employee of Costco to tell, like, if they were like, you know, they're, yes. if they're moving around the carts and they're, you know, doing whatever, running around, it should be somebody with a badge who works there. Who's like, Hey girls, you can't sit here. Yeah. It's a hazard. And so it's not up to a stranger. Yeah. It's up to someone who works in that building. Well, actually, because... no, I, I think, I think anybody is within their right. And then, and, no, and but then... cause they'll be like, who the hell are you? You don't work here. True. Uh, but, but then also, I mean. I could have I could have been friendly about it and like because because you know what like there's two ways to frame it right mm-hmm. there's there's the hazard to the public and but then there's the hazard to them as well like they could very easily like what you want some like 300 pound dude fucking choking down hot dogs to not see you and and like you know crush you mm. probably not that'd be crazy to see though yeah I mean no doubt um well so, damn yeah I mean and like but but you know what? I didn't do anything. And and I I like and that's making a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely that's making a choice. And and I regret it. I I was and you know what? I was gonna I was gonna talk to a staff member, but then like I was wearing a mask, like things were moving quickly, mm. and I just I just got swept along. Yeah, you know what I mean? Swept along in your day, because you know what? You're probably not the first or last person who of saw course. those girls on the stairs going, Why are you sitting on the yeah, stairs? Like, You're what, blocking like, what's shit. going on? Like this isn't your fucking high school. No, you the, know, this isn't the entrance to the fucking gym. Yeah. And, 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 but, but you know what? Like there 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 is a security guard who exactly. is like 15 feet away there's staff that are 15 feet away so i mean that's I, their job they're on the clock that's their job yeah. you're not on the clock that's not your job safety never goes off the clock babe okay well danger doesn't take a break <laughs> um Put so yeah t-shirts and have those out at your fucking meetings when you see new crew like hey, yo, yo, yo guy um so that's me sos Alrighty, well, let us come back with uh, some things that are happening in the world that are insane. Totes. We'll be right back. All right. Hi. Howdy. Cool. What you want to talk about? Um. So I guess most of the world probably obviously knows because we're not under rocks here because the internet will never leave us alone. Um, most of you have probably already heard about Astro World. So Astro World is a concert festival that is usually outdone outdoors in different cities. Um, usually hosted by Travis Scott, and he has all his crazy kind of um, you know, concert um like props and there's fire and there's different things. Okay. So you it's, know, it's, a, it's like, like a touring outdoor hip hop festival. Yes. Um, and he does it every year. And um, this year should hit the fan. People died. So, um, Where? and this was in Texas. Hmm. So basically as per every news outlet, literally everywhere, um, there was a crowd surge when he came to the stage and people pressed forward to get closer to the stage. And there were barriers, obviously barricades, obviously, mm-hmm. um, that were about, I guess, according to somebody who was there about, about chest height. Um, and people were just surging forward and they weren't really realizing like you're suffocating other people. So I guess it's basically, like- they were like smothered and trampled. Yeah, like smothered and trampled. And like people were yelling for help and like trying to catch attentions of people who were running the cameras, the mics backstage, wherever yeah. they could. And people were just being super oblivious. So um, the victims range from 14 to 27. Um, and at least 25 to 30 people have already gone to hospital just with other injuries that weren't fatal. Um, And some over 15 people are still hospitalized. Um, A lot of people have a lot of questions because it's almost like, I think for me personally, like obviously it's sad regardless. And, you know, you never think something like that would happen at a festival or concert because you're there to just have a good time. Like you're kind of, everyone's there kind of with the same intention. So, you know, you don't really, you don't, go to a concert, hopefully intending to kill anybody or have anybody be hurt. Um, 
But it also makes me wonder, like, what was the setup of the stage? And also, two, what was the setup in terms of emergency emergency response? Because according to a couple different people who went to the concert, the CPR or people who were there to be first aid were deer in headlights, had no idea what the fuck to do. Like, they were just like, uh, and had very minimal, if not any, training. Um, and this and this event was put on by Live Nation, who has put on other Astro World yeah. events previously, as well as other, a lot of fucking concerts and a lot of festivals. Yeah. So a lot of people are looking at Live Nation, who hasn't made a comment yet. Like, well, they'd be doing an investigation you... before making a comment because they don't want to. It's like, yeah, they like you know, because even if they come out and say like we are. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like after you get in a car accident, don't say sorry. Yeah. Right. Because like now you're guilty. You know, well, so, I said sorry when I got to my accident. I know you're an amateur. I know. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting that you said Texas because I, um, I had the benefit of talking to a lineman the other day. A lineman is a specialized kind of electrician who works on power lines, uh-huh. and uh, that's also one of the most dangerous jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, frequently, uh, when there are natural disasters actually canadian linemen and linemen from bc mm-hmm. end up going to the states to help mm-hmm. um because they're needed i mean mm-hmm. you, you make crazy ass money mm-hmm. uh and and he was saying you know uh a lineman in florida or texas is 20 times more likely to die mm-hmm. um than than in bc and again uh, it's not so. It's not so cool. It's not so sexy. It goes back to safety regulations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, America. Sometimes people say, like, you know, all these states are their own little country because they, there is more states rule versus mm-hmm. federal in a lot of cases. And once you're getting more southern, that's their deal. Mm-hmm. Like, leave us alone. We don't like. You know, that's why they're more red states, mm-hmm. right? Less regulation, less taxes more every person for themselves right yeah more more freedom to fail freedom to succeed but but as as with the you know linemen in texas Mm -hmm. you know you you know again 10 times more die there than here Mm -hmm. um you know it's almost it's more expected and that's that's again because less regulations less safety you know i mean look people people use the phrase nanny state and like you know we don't we you don't want to be in a nanny state where where the, everyone's relying on the government too much mm-hmm. and and they have too much of a of a tight fist around everything but you do need to have that balance where like yeah we yeah. do want someone regulating you know yeah. when it comes to 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 safe like to real real stuff you know i mean would would this have happened in seattle I mean, who knows, honestly. Like, it's kind of interesting because apparently I was reading this morning that Astroworld, like, Travis Scott himself has been fined and, like, arrested because of, like, things happening at his concerts. And even in 2019, three people were trampled at his his festival. Um, And a lot of people... I mean, the fact that more than 300 people were treated at hospitals, it's like people were getting crushed. They were getting 300? 300 because there was 200,000 people okay. there. I thought you said like 25 were hospitalized. Yeah, but then they said like, so more than 300. So according to CNN, okay. let me clarify. Okay? CNN, which is a biased news network. True, but aren't we all biased in some form? Absolutely. Okay. But we're not journalists. Awesome. We're not so, journalists or doctors or politicians. We're or reading experts. off CNN.com. Yeah. Here we are. Okay. More than 300 people treated at field hospital. More than 300 people were treated at a field hospital near the setup, uh, near the, near, at a setup near that. Set up near the festival Friday. Sorry. Right. One of the patients hospitalized is 10 years old. Um, some patients were in cardiac arrest as they were taken to hospital. Further details about injury, injuries weren't immediately available. Um, cause of death hasn't been determined for obviously the people who have passed. Um, but basically, they were also saying that were there were apparently a couple overdoses and of one. That's like that's one, always going to happen. But at a also, festival. a security guard who worked there did say yeah. as well that he was like someone just came up and just and just injected him with something and right. he was out. And then they had to give him the anti overdose. Narcan. Yeah, they had to give him that to like yeah. bring him back. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's fucking nuts. If you're we going to a festival and having people just go do that type of shit. Right. So like, so you're saying like a security guy said someone like drugged another person. Yeah. No. No. Him. 
like someone Drugged like the security guard. Yeah, like someone just went in and just and then had to give him Narcan. And I was like, that's like this story is so fucking crazy in my mind because it's like there's so many moving pieces because you're hearing from so many different people. You're mm-hmm. hearing from news outlets, accounts of people that they've interviewed who may not. I'm not saying that they're not telling the truth, but I'm also saying like when you're in an a when you're in a state of emergency like yeah. that, or when you're in a fight or flight, fight or, or, in a, flight. or in a scenario that is alarming. When you recount those events, it's not going to be 100% even what you saw because you were in a different state at the yep. time of when now you go to recall it. Well, there's no so, guarantees. You know, exactly. Some, some but, people, yeah. Yeah, so I think the, you know, crowd members having to do CPR on the injured makes right. me kind of think like, okay, like if people are paying X amount of dollars per ticket for these outdoor ticketed events, what are you paying towards safety and security? What are you paying towards yep. first aid? What are you paying towards like all of these things to make sure that these people are okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm sorry, but like if you are at a festival with that many people, you should like, I mean, if it can, if you absolutely are like in the middle of the bullshit and like people are on the outskirts and you have to, then obviously, but it's like, you shouldn't have to be the one to do CPR on people. There should be. Well, um, I mean, there's in, in, in most cases. And then also as in my industry, there are, there are standards for like basically ratio of, of people to first aid attendance. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, uh, so, you know, and they'll be investigating, okay, was there, like, you know, in something like this, they have to do a hazard assessment, like yeah. a risk assessment, right? How many people are going to be here? And we need to decide what's going to be the ratio of the public mm-hmm. to security guards, the public to mm-hmm. first aid, right? Yeah. If you're um, if you're if you're a first aid person or an emergency responder, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not your job. It's different if you're a firefighter. It's not your job to go into danger it is just your job to help that person you know for example in in construction in bc um that's why we always need stairs built Mm -hmm. like to every floor Mm -hmm. so a paramedic can come up and do cpr it's not a paramedic's job to climb up the side of a building no and you know and i understand that but i'm also thinking like in terms of like or or or, or fight through a crowd exactly but that's what i'm just kind of thinking like you know Anyway, so, okay, so this whole thing, I was like, this is kind of, like, mind-boggling, and I think a lot of people are like, how the fuck? So, I actually, this morning, there was a- I don't think this would happen in Canada, personally, but- Who knows? And that's, that's, I know, we have too many regulations. We don't even let rappers come here. Fuck that. Fair enough. (laughs) Like, we're just like, stay your ass over there. But even reading this morning, so there was a girl, a woman, a young woman um, named Sienna- and she was there. So she posted this giant thing, basically, of her account of it. And yeah. she made it out alive. And she, and I will read it for you guys. I'll make it quick. I'll try and, you know, not be, I'll try and be a good reader, okay? You're putting me on, on the spot here. Okay? I mean, you put yourself on the spot. Sure. All right. So as for Sienna, um, today is November 5th, 2021. It is a Friday. Who I am in this story is not important. Rather, it is important the things I have now witnessed. Astroworld, Houston, Texas. Travis Scott is the only one performing. I don't know how many people were at the fe- were at the festival, but I do know that every single person was at that stage. My friend and I wanted to get close to be to the stage, as close as we could possibly get. We were not only able to get very close, but we did end up on the side near the walkway in the middle. Surrounding us were chest-high metal gates. Barriers. We stood there for two hours, as did every other person. Every gap was filled. Yeah. Where your feet was placed was where they stayed. Energy rose as time neared beginning beginning of the show. Within the first 30 seconds of the first song, people began to drown in other people. There were so many people, tall men, women. Women and men were the only thing you could see was the back of the person in front of them. The rush of people became tighter and tighter. Breathing became something very few were very very few were capable of. The rest the rest were crushed or unable to breathe in the thick hot air. My friend began to gasp for air, and she told me we need to get out. We tried. There was nowhere to go. The shoving got harder and harder. If someone's arm had been up, it was no longer possibility to put it down. So people began to choke on one another as the mass swayed. It became more and more violent. We became we began to scream for help. We could see security, just a few people over, in the walkway in the middle. It got tighter, impossible to breathe, as our lungs were compressed between bodies of those surrounding us. Mm. More people began to scream for help. Some began to collapse. The music continued. Hundreds of people ripped their vocal cords apart, screaming for help, but we were not heard. There was nowhere to go. 
My friend was trapped between people on every side of her, and she desperately tried to move towards the rail. It was no use. The screaming intensified as more people realized they couldn't breathe. They begged security to help us, for a performer to see us and know something was wrong. None of that came. We continued to drown. More and more. One person fell or collapsed. It didn't matter how it started. Once one fell, a hole opened in the ground. It was like watching a Jenga tower topple. People after, per, sorry, person after person were sucked down. You could not guess from which direction the shove of hundreds of people would come next. You were at the mercy of the wave. I watched my friend be dragged away from me and lost sight of her. I began to realize in that moment that there was a way to die that not many people know about, being trampled to death. I saw terror in every eye that I met, even ones that told me to breathe and stay calm. We knew there was very, a very big chance some of us would not make it out alive. I was pushed away from the rail into a crowd of people where I could hear another hear from another direction the shrieks of of animals it was it was happening all around me these sinking holes of people i was moved back towards the sinkhole and i started at i was moved back towards the sinkhole i started at and was pushed to the edge of it i stuck i sunk my feet into the ground put my arms out and tried to, tried to stop anyone from entering the circle or pushing those already in it I was shoved further to the ground, my face down on the cold, hard plastic below us, and saw a body of a man. Brutal. His face was below mine. I lost it. There were people below the ones I could see from above. There was a floor of bodies of men and women below two layers of fallen people above them. I began to shriek. I felt like I felt a primal terror rip through me, and I'm not sure anyone understood the magnitude of the situation below. I screamed. There were people on the floor. There were people, unconscious, being trampled by every foot that slammed into the ground as each individual tried to tried to keep themselves upright. As I, as I saw his face, I became a shield for him. I think he smiled at me. Then I, then, I then I was shoved to the side. I saw more shoes clamped to the ground, exactly in the spot his body lay face up. I couldn't help him. I couldn't help any of them. I didn't stop screaming the entire time. I knew... I knew there was only people below those they could see. I almost met the same fate. I was losing balance and I asked the man to grab me. He pulled me up and I righted myself for just a fraction of a second before I sucked back into the crowd. I couldn't take what I saw. I had to get out. I had to get help. I had to do something. Somehow, I went toward the back of the crowd at the guardrail. A man pulled me over it. There were so many pe there were some people just standing there like nothing was happening. Like people weren't dead a few, few feet away from them. A few feet away from them. I saw the cameraman, eyes glued to the stage, elevated on the platform, a platform that looked directly onto the crowd. I climbed the ladder and pointed to the hole, telling him people were dying. He told me to get off the platform and continued filming. I screamed over and over again. He wouldn't even look in their direction. So I pushed the camera so it pointed towards where I was just coming from. He became angry. He called someone else up. I told him the same thing. People were dying. We need to get stop the music. We need to get help. We needed attention towards the mass because I thought if only these people were aware, maybe they could do something. The other man grabbed my arm, told me that he would push me off the 15-foot platform with no sides if I didn't get down. I told him to help. I told him people were dying. I showed him where. He wouldn't look in the direction either. I was in disbelief. Here were two people that were actually that could actually do something, had the power to do something, cut the camera, call back up, pause something. They did nothing. I looked over at the sinkhole. People were screaming, reaching out for their hands towards me, calling for help. I couldn't see the floor. The strangest thing happened in that moment. People began to boo at me. They pointed their fury at me, unleashed a rage. I screamed people were dying over and over. No one would listen. Somehow I ended up on the ladder, going back down mindlessly. I should have ripped that camera to shreds. I looked at the other guard in the eyes and told him that he was responsible for the countless deaths. He did nothing. I went under the platform and called 911. The only thing that they said that they were calling a medical team in. I told the operator over and over we needed to stop the concert because we just needed a pause. We needed light, awareness of the deaths, nothing. A kid watched me from under the platform, watching me break down in tears, explaining how I saw people crushed, stomped on, unconscious. He watched the operator say nothing of use to me. I went out, not too sure what thinking, thinking what to do. Suddenly, two men in red medical shirts, looking confused and lost, bumped into me. I explained, I explained everything, and they told me they had gone in and saw nothing. Two girls that were there in the pit with me were standing beside me, heard that, and explain, and helped explain, explain it was there. I led them to it. They climbed in the metal gates and went through the through to the people. 
those that were those those were the only ones that were brave enough that night. I had endless respect for those two men. We waited and the two girls and I and watched people being thrown over the railing, people trying to escape the cage that we had been locked in. And it's like, okay, so you mean to tell me that you're a performer? I don't know. I'm not a performer. I'm not a rapper. I'm not nobody. You mean to tell me you have a stage in front of you where there's a crowd, there's people, you can see them because they can see you. When you're on stage, the lights are in your eyes. The lights are in your eyes, but you're there's no way as a single individual on this giant stage with all of these people in the background. You got fucking cameraman. You got people running the music, running well, the lights, running whatever. There, you, you've got assistants. Hell, you've got just random yeah, yeah, people yeah. Yep. who bring you juice. Absolutely. So how the fuck can you tell me that you had no idea this was happening? And I think that's why people are going to start fucking losing it because Travis Scott, the actual artist, yeah. because also too, Drake was there too. And Drake yeah. ain't say shit neither well so travis scott came out with a thing saying you know i'm i'm really crazy i feel so bad about what happened you know I'll, i'm cooperating with whoever i need to whatever and in my mind i'm just like what was your visual um honestly if people are screaming at the top of their okay. lungs for help if people are being, if you see, if you're at a concert, for example, and in my mind, this is how I visual it. And I could be wrong because yeah. you could have obviously things in your eyes, music, people in your ear, music going on, all this shit. I right. totally get that. But from my visual, it's like if I'm on a stage and I'm in front of hundreds of people and I see something going on on my right side, I'm going to think, okay, if somebody is yelling, if I hear even a blip of the word help. I'm thinking, okay, something's going on. And especially the fact that the crowd was surging towards him. It wasn't like they were moving backwards to one side, whatever. They were going towards the stage. Babe, that, that happens at every concert on the planet. Yeah, but for people to, for there to be layers of people underneath each other, people are, it's right. not, it's not you like. You wouldn't, I mean, you, okay. You, you're right. This is, this is, this is a tragedy. This is horrible. I would say almost the least, the person I would be counting on the least to be doing something is the performer. And you know, there there's there's hundreds of other people whose mind isn't on hey, I'm performing he for thousands. For, he perform he like from the for, I'm just look, saying, look, look, there's a whole security team. No, right? I know, but I'm again, just, it's the camera people, the medical people. I know, but I'm just saying that from the accounts of that I, what I've read so far. He performed for a full fucking hour and this shit started before he even like it started basically when he got on stage right. and he performed his entire fucking thing, brought out Drake and this whole thing yeah. was happening and it was an entire hour. So it's like, okay. okay, if people are constantly yelling you like, and it wasn't like, and I, I almost like, again, like. Look, they, they put me, profits over people. Of course. They, and they I, don't chose think, money. I don't think it's true. I don't think it's the performer's fault at all. Like, he yeah. probably was just like, yo, I got an earpiece in my ear. I got shit going on. Like, yeah. people weren't telling me, yeah. which I think was Someone think, should have cut the power. I, but that's what I'm saying is that how many people in those surrounding areas around the crowd could hear those screams for help yeah. and just continue the fucking show. Because if you have the ability as somebody who's on the soundboard and you hear somebody behind you going, yo, people are dying screaming for help, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And you're running the sound, you need to pull that fucking sound so they can actually hear what's going on because the music is drowning out their screams. Mm. And that's exactly probably what happened is the music drowned out everybody's screams. Absolutely. It would have been insanely loud. And that's where it's just like, how, like, it's almost like you can't, I'm not going to blame the performer. I'm not going to blame anybody, but I'm just thinking, like, well, no, you, you blame well, the people that put on the show. But I'm also like, Right, like it's, it's probably almost, the it's, it's the venue, it's the promoter. But is it? Is it almost like is it a mirror of humanity? Is in a way though. Of course, absolutely. Because it's just like a lot. We, of all of these, we live in a society now where it's like people are screaming for help, and you can just watch them get trampled and watch them die. Not saying everybody, because not everybody's like that, and that is not oh, true. Right, but no, there but, is a good chunk of fucking people on this planet yeah. who will watch people die. What's the bystander? Effect? And it'll be like, yeah. <gasps> like, and you don't know what to do. And I understand the fight or flight thing, but it's just like, if you see somebody that needs help and you don't offer help, you are just as much the problem, if not a part of the problem, if not worse, because it's like. You know, you see somebody fall and they ask you for help to get back up and you just walk beside, you just walk over them. Well, see, I mean, I think, you know, so um, a lot, I think a lot of the people were, a lot of the people that wanted to help were also themselves stuck. like stuck and suffocating. Totally. Right? Um, and, but then also I think maybe, so that camera guy 
in in his mind, you know, even again, like you like, look, uh, look, I'm, I'm I like I like Drake's music. I don't I'm not sure I've ever heard Travis Scott. I mean, obviously he's successful. He must be very good, and that doesn't even matter in this context. But like I. In some in some sense, right, the performer doesn't get paid unless they fulfill their contractual obligation. So his contractual obligation would more than likely be you're doing a set that is approximately 50 to 60 minutes long. Yeah. Um, and and again, it's uh, uh, concerts are they're loud, they're crazy when it's general admission like a festival it's it can be like a mosh pit it moves in waves people are smooshed together normally it's fun and it's fine and obviously this is the worst case scenario but but jumping back to like okay that camera guy in his mind it's kind of the same thing i am here to do my job which is filming this shit right i'm i'm here i'm here to get paid there's a whole there, there's first aid there's security there's a bunch of other people and it's their job and i think but that's I, also, it, but also, well, no, so, I mean, look, I think it's like in, in a way, I think a lot of this may have been the mentality of someone else is on it. No, but that's also too, but that's also, and, and that, people not taking that, responsibility. That is true. But it's also like, okay, for example, it got, I mean, thank God I'm not, but it's like, you know, if I'm that camera person and someone climbed a fucking fence yeah, to tell so me like, people are dying yeah. down there, I'm not pushing you out of the way. Yeah, that's I'm not, I mean, that's kind of crazy. I'm not even in my mind, the camera can still fucking film keep that shit there hello like what the fuck is going yeah. on like what and the thing is that makes me almost mind-boggled is i've only been to a couple concerts i haven't been to like a full-on like festival festival to be well no not really so to be fair but it's like you see behind the scenes footage of concerts festivals all that how many people are mic'd the fuck up they're literally walking yeah, around with like full-on fucking yeah. like AirPod, earpieces, whatever, talking to 16 other fucking people wired in through mics, through walkie-talkies, through whatever. So it's like, if somebody were to come up to me and be like, yo, people need help in there, people are fucking dying, they're being trampled, who the fuck is not walkie-talking that? Because that cameraman and that security guard or that person cannot be the only two people who were told that. No, there should have been a hundred staff. I'm sure there were a hundred staff aware. So then also, too, it's just like... What do you do? It's also, too, like... I mean, they should they should have cut the power and stopped the concert, right? And and the thing is, we've even we've seen examples. Um, you know, to your point, we've seen examples of artists mid concert saying like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold up," and seeing like a woman being groped or yeah. some shit, right? Yeah. Like, so so there there are some precedents. Yeah. Um, I think you know, I think part of it the is... fact that so many people got injured and yeah. so many people like suffocated and all of that it's just like they were trying to max out the space for people instead of having instead of access egress routes right Mm. like this shit exists for a reason Mm. you know and and safety regulations you know as as the saying goes the safety regulations are written in blood and this is a reminder yeah and i you know and it's funny because it's not funny but it's just interesting because it's just like out of all the concerts and all the festivals, his have had the work, had had fucking shit happen to, had shit happen. So it's yeah. like, maybe you should rethink how you do your Astroworld tours or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, they're cool, they're fun, whatever. But you need to kind of do it in a way that's not so, like, I don't want to say dangerous. Well, well, I want to say is. dangerous, but like, it's like, you know, how come people have been doing Coachella and all that other yeah, shit for how course. long and you haven't heard nobody die? Yeah, I mean, there, there are world-class festivals like Glastonbury where there's 10 times as many. People. Oh, Tomorrowland has never had a person die. Yeah. And that's Europe's biggest fucking thing. Like, yeah. I would love to go to Tomorrowland. I would love to go. But, you know, it's just like, it's unfortunate and it's sad. And I think like, it kind of almost makes me think like, are we as humanity now designed to almost give a shit less when it doesn't really personally di- directly involve us? Because for all of those people who are even just fucking, don't tell me fucking festivals don't have volunteers. Don't tell me festivals don't have, you know, CPR, first aid or security. Of course you fucking do. Yeah. And that means you at least have 150 to 200 people because you're going to have how many thousands people up there. Yeah. So you're yeah, going to yeah. need to have those stations ready. So, cause you're not going to want to show up with your ass out. So you want to make sure you look legit. Well, so now it's like, are you just trying to look legit or try to actually be legit and that's where now everyone has to rethink their shit because as much as that person might have thought i'm just doing my job i'm not gonna get fired for this shit because we need to make money because we need to record this fucking concert 
That's out the window now. People have died. Whatever money you thought you made now is going to those fucking people's families. What do you mean? Yeah. And and I mean, you know, mo- most concerts and festivals function fine. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm sure some people believe maybe they cut corners. You know, they- I mean, I don't know. Part of me is just like, I'm like, so like, hmm, sus. Like, I don't know. Something, something about well, this maybe, just seems so sus. Like, absolutely. I mean, you know what? It's probably a perfect storm. When something goes catastrophically wrong, it's usually because 10 things went wrong to line up yeah. to cause this, right? So, is part of it, this is Texas, it's the Wild West, there's less safety regulations, is another part that. You know, we're coming out of the pandemic and people had all this crazy pent up energy and desire to to enjoy music festival is the other thing that all the staff didn't want to step out of line because maybe they've been out of work for uh, a year and four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and and did someone make the decision to cut corners? You know, I mean, there's going to be. But also who made the decision to just allow this to happen for over for for over half an hour for this surge of this crowd yeah. and all the like this wasn't a five minute fucking flash of your eyes yeah. and shit happened. No, like, this there's... was over a span of an hour. So, um, you know, again, jumping, jumping back to safety and rules and regulations, you know, a music festival is still a workplace of course and and so there there should be someone in charge like there is there 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 must be the person in charge of safety for the festival because there there, there is inevitably different dangers right it's so probably that, just up to the promoter because it's or probably up to the company like for example like live nation they put on the performance right. they're the one who gets the so performers. i mean there's some, there's someone who's going to be accountable right so if you're if you're the the head of safety for anything you're going to do a hazard assessment and then you're going to um, identify hazards and then implement safe work practices and policies to mitigate against these hazards. That's what you do when you're doing things properly and above board. So they probably didn't, you know, honor their, their safe work practices, you know, and, and, Mm. but, but again, yeah, I mean, this is the exception, right? It's not the rule. Most festivals have their stuff dialed in, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, again, there's a lot of cases where the profit margins are thin and people just cut corners. Well, and I think also too, it's just about humanity and, you know, paying attention to, you know, helping the people. I don't know. Sad though. Damn right. We'll be right back. Yeah. All righty. Um, well, we are going to be, we actually, I mean, we got plans. We got to go see Big Ma. So yeah. got to pay a visit to old Eileen. Yeah. Um, so why don't we get to the smooches? Sure. All right. Well, you, you poured, you really poured your heart into to our last little bit. So I'll, I'll get smooches going. Cool. Um, so my smooch for you is something that, that I noted, um, which you know, people, this is a stereotype for women, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I don't think is true that that often, mm-hmm. um, but I will say this about you. Mm-hmm. I think at least, mm-hmm. I think, well, my smooch for you, you are in touch with your emotions. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's the stereotype like, oh my God, yeah, women are the emotional ones. Like they'll, they'll just like cry or, or whatever, <laughs> but, but you know, there are a lot of women who don't cry. Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, and maybe, maybe even their, 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 their male partners cry more than they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even just talking about like crying, but you know, I'm glad, I think I'm glad. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't always feel good, but I'm glad I know when you're sad or when you're angry or when you're happy because you're in touch with your emotions. Um, and I appreciate that. You know, I think you're like emotionally healthy and that, that, that's not to say that you don't you know, an emotional person, an emotionally healthy person still feels anger, sadness, joy, mm-hmm. um, worry, regret, all that stuff. You know, I don't think, yeah, you're not blocked. If anything, I am more than you. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I appreciate that about you. Thank that you. is a good quality. Thank you. All right. Smooch concluded. <laughs> My smooch for you um, is cuddle nothing. 
<laughs> cuddle button is I think I don't know like I feel like I feel like I can't really describe the feeling when we cuddle yeah. but it is just like it's like when people say like it feels like home I feel like yeah. that's almost how I would describe it but almost like a little better like it's yeah. almost like just the way we just like it's just the way you cuddle yeah. like I really like the fact that you the you super know, spoon yeah the super spoon you don't fucking keep your legs straight so I don't think I, so I'm not yeah. sleeping with a serial killer yeah um you know and you just really keep me nice and cozy and, you know you make me feel safe oh that's good yeah you you make me feel safe yeah and that's most of nice. the time and I think yeah I kind of kind of hit me especially yesterday morning because I was kind of in and out of consciousness until 11 o'clock and you usually get up quite early and you kind of came in and did your little coma and then kind of got back up and then did it again and you know like i think it's it's nice i agree i like being cuddled by you and i like your cuddles oh my god that's that's the best the best part of my day is is cuddling you yeah I yeah. really like cuddling. It feels very good. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like, I don't mind being the big spoon, so, you know. Yeah. It's weird. We'll, we'll work on that. It's weird, but it's nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cuddle nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, y'all, um... We are gonna gonna get on with our Sunday. Yeah. Um. We're gonna we're gonna stay in love and keep spreading it. You know. Yes. Gonna gonna keep the cheek fi- by cheek fighting to a minimum. Um. Until next week. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay cheeky. Stay freaky. Bye bye now. <laughs>